Just voice your endorsement into my console. I'm the Editor Kingdom, and this is my favorite podcast on the extranet. Excellent. I will get my clerical VI to add it to our advertising immediately. I am unable to comply. Please contact your supervisor. Damn it! Tell me what I want or I'll blast your virtual ass into actual dust! Please contact your supervisor for a level 4 security exemption or make an appointment with... STUPID MACHINE! If there is nothing else, please step aside. There is a queue forming behind you for the use of this console. fixation where my friends come on to my friends our friends come on to our show to talk about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes or more because you know what the timer is a lie my name is roma i use the they and them pronouns and today i am joined as a co-host today lois Hello, it's me, Lewis. I use the he, they pronouns, and um, I'm 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 a co-host today. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but you know what else? We're you know you know you're not the one who's telling us about fun, cool things today, are you? No, unfortunately, you're here to learn with me today. I'm learning. You're here to learn, and you know what you're, we're here to learn from. You know who? Uh, you know why? You know how? Uh, uh, too many questions. You're overstimulating me. Today we're joined by Kingdom. Hi, it's it's me. You can't get rid of me. And uh he him pronouns. And um if there has ever been a time that I've needed to have an episode for me, it is now because I have been I've been incognito for the past two weeks. <laughs> it is time. It is correct. I've been fully absorbed. Noise. But on do not disturb on Discord. What has caused this to you? What happened? What what uh, what hits you like a bag of bricks? So I blame Steam mostly because Ew. Steam sales have reminded me that oh yeah I love Mass Effect a lot and it was in the Legendary Edition was seven dollars, and I was like, this is going to be a problem now, and it was. And I'm going to make it everyone's problem. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, what uh, else do you do with a problem? Exactly. So now it's our problem. We're very grateful to have it be our problem because honestly, I know literally the only thing I know about Mass Effect is that their name is Shepard. That's it. That's all I know. There is a Shepard. Yeah, you're correct. Lewis, however, uh, when you brought this up that you wanted to do this episode, I was like, Lewis, are you joining us for the episode? And they said, uh, probably but i i have all the mass effects but i haven't played them yet i haven't had a reason and then like what three days later (laughs) i hear you down the hallway of like damn this game plays like a playstation 3 game (laughs) (laughs) i did it feels and it's it smells like a ps3 game It, it it it's it's one of the jankiest experiences of my life but (laughs) Uh, I want to. I'll get into specifics of Mass Effect One when we when we really dive in. All I will say now is I've been enjoying the actual story 
and combat is not too bad actually but like Mm -hmm. movement is terrible yeah as a whole like the 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 ground ship thing i can't think of the name of it the mako the mako and just walking around animation and just the the radiant the turn radius it's it's kind of just janky we'll get to it i i have stories to tell and such um for people who know me um they know I, I'm I'm a big Kingdom Hearts guy. Kingdom Hearts is like the ooh, this story goes goes crazy, is goes forever. And like I've I can confidently say that I know most everything there is to know about Kingdom Hearts and shit. Mass Effect is my other Kingdom Hearts. And there was a point in my childhood, childhood, I was like 14, 15, where I just binge read the wiki, the just the whole fucking thing. Um and I could like off the top of my head tell you how many Turian cruisers were at what battle when Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and I'm 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 digging back into it. Um I don't know everything. Uh there's a lot of comic books. I never read one of the comic books, and I've read two of the books, the novels, but I haven't read the rest of them. Because there's just a lot. And maybe at some point I'll do it. But then you get stuff like Mass Effect Deception, which is just hot dog ass and just gets blatantly just gets things just wrong just contradicting their own storyline yeah like every everyone in the community has agreed like this author has clearly no idea what universe like they have no idea what mass effect is and everyone's just like yeah this just isn't canon this doesn't make any fucking sense but we'll talk about it we'll talk about it probably um i don't know if i'm gonna ask but what what made what resurfaced this hyperfix for you what resurfaced it was the steam uh uh sale because all three of the games seven dollars sure i haven't played through them in a long time sometimes like maybe once every year or so me and my friends would all get on mass effect 3 multiplayer and just hang out and play together again Mm because it's fun um even if it is half-assed and a horrible cash grab from ea with the worst loot boxes known to man it's still very fun (laughs) unfortunately legendary edition just deleted the multiplayer but i still have it i I wish i could experience that because i've been enjoying very much even the the feel of the first game yeah um you still can play the multiplayer in mass effect 3 but you have to buy Mass Effect 3, like the 2012 original version separately. It's 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 stupid and I hate EA, but that's something that we'll get into later. EA, um, man, they really like to cash grab. They like to kill studios. Rest in peace, Bioware. Studios and creativity. Yeah. Notoriously. But uh, is there any questions before I before I can we uh start the theoretical timer um <laughs> i'll set a real timer but that's that bold idea i want to start by asking my favorite question what's up in uh gut reaction first person that comes to mind who's the baby girl of this intellectual property i had this locked and loaded a week ago <laughs> 
we'll we'll talk about him in great detail. Okay. But it's got to be Garrus. It's got to be Garrus Vakarian. He, out of every character in media that I am familiar with, just all of them, Garrus is the one that I've heard the most people say, yeah, that guy made me realize I'm gay. Honestly? Oh, boy. Looking he's, at him? Yeah. He's great. He's great. Um, he's also the only squad member that you can have throughout consistently throughout all three uh, of the main trilogy. Is just he the, the first guy you get? Uh, in Mass Effect 1? Yeah. I don't remember if he's... Yeah, isn't he the first guy? He's the, he's the Turian guy. He's got blue armor. The Turian. With, with, the, with the fucked up face. Ah, he is like the third person I got. Second or third. Yeah, Garrus is great. We love Garrus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Second choice would probably be Liara. Third choice would be Thane, but that's me personally. Fourth choice would be Legion. Fifth choice would be Tally. Look, there's a lot of really good characters, but we'll get there. Why is he a human in this picture? Uh, somebody did a drawing. I don't like his rendition. I don't. I, I don't like his human face because it's got his scars on it. I want. I want my alien. Don't they know I'm a monster fucker? God damn. <laughs> hey, listener, if you're a monster fucker, you'll no. love Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> you can oh, confirm. No. Monster fucker. <laughs> I'm not someone to make that judgment, but I have heard a lot of testimonials. <laughs> I started playing yesterday, and I can see it. Bruh. <laughs> is it time to get is it time to to dig into it? Um should I pull out a real timer? I think Lewis did. Lewis, you got a timer? I do. Okay. Um you can do the countdown unless you have any other questions. Mm, uh, no. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I do have a question. Oh, oh, oh one more. One more. How uh as, as terms as uh, of spoilers, how, uh, how how heavy are we going? It's a very good question. I am going to do my best to not spoil anything. It's a bold statement, but I mean, other than the fact that like, yeah, there's three games and all three of them have Shepard in it, right? It's like, <gasps> the, I oh, mean, wow. there's four games and the fourth one doesn't have Shepard in it, but that's 600 years in the fucking future. And we're not going to talk about Andromeda. <laughs> You know, honestly, technically everything you're telling me is a spoiler, so. I'm going to mostly talk about just like characters I like and world building I like and just how the world works. I really like this series. Okay. So Except we're not touching, Andromeda. We're not touching <laughs> the story all that much as we're, we're just exploring no. the environment. I mean, I'll touch on it, but my main goal with this is for people like, uh, like you, Louis Aroma, that You've heard of the series and you're interested when you want to get into it. Hell yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll get you more into it, motherfucker. Okay. Oh okay. my gosh. Well, then I have got no more questions. Romy, did you get any more? I have one thing I just want to oh. show you guys. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm putting it into the Discord. It's very cute. That's all I got. That is, that is Garrus kissing Femship. I, yeah. Oh, I'm like, who the fuck is that? They read right here. Can the 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 default like so the canon fem, fem female shepherd has red hair like that? All right. 
Well, then if there's nothing else, your time begins now. So, I... What, one, once, I was a child. Whoa! <laughs> Spoilers! So, wow. when I was a kid, my, uh, my now stepbrother would come and, like, hang out on weekends and stuff. And he would bring his Xbox. And I just had, like, a lonely, uh, like, a PS1. And he had Xbox, the, the first Xbox. I was going to say Xbox One. That's not what he had. <laughs> he had um, something like that. And normally he would bring over like, oh, we'd play like Halo or Halo 2 together. It'd be, it'd be a fun old time. Sometimes he'd bring something story driven like Splinter Cell. And I'd be like, that's neat. Looks kind of dumb, though. And based based kingdom of the past, Splinter Cell is pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> but one time he brought over this bl- this blue this blue cased game and i'm like what the heck is this and he put it in and there's a bunch of aliens and shit and and you play as a cool cool ass motherfucker named commander shepherd and i'm like that looks cool as hell can i borrow that and he let me borrow his whole xbox to play it God, that dude. was awesome unfortunately i was a stupid kid i don't know how old i was but i was a stupid kid i must have been like nine um stupid kid so you make me look bad sorry when i when i started playing the game i got through the first couple cutscenes, and then i never noticed i i i got completely stuck because i couldn't find the way to go forward which was literally just a ramp on one side of a room and i couldn't find it so i was like this game is stupid and i hate it so i'm never gonna play it again <laughs> it happened to me in the beginning of the game. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck do I you go? Know, you know where the ramp you you probably know the exact ramp I'm talking about then. Oh, uh, right it, after it's you like hidden behind some shit. Husk or whatever. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. there. I'm like, where the fuck do I go? Mass Effect 1 is old. Mass Effect 1 is very janky and was before like 3D level design was really kind of nailed out. So the rate I'm, I'll defend my younger self to the day I die. The way the room is structured, it makes it look like that is just a flat wall. But if you go around it, there's just a, there's just the rest of the game up there. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I initially got into it. Toward when Mass Effect 2 was coming out, he brought over Mass Effect 1 again, and I played it, and he, I was like, this game sucks, I couldn't get past this part. And he's like, you're stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's like five years older than me. And... Then I played. Then I beat that game. Like that game, whoo! And then Mass Effect Two came out a little bit later, and I got my own copy of it because I had my own Xbox 360. And that game, whoo! Mass Effect Two is one of the best games. Ooh! And then tell me more. Okay, so Mass Effect is what happens when you let a writer write a AAA game, a AAA trilogy. What? Which <laughs> unheard of? When did when did one come out? Let me. I have this open. Mass Effect one came out in two thousand seven. So that like writers write the shit out of games nowadays. Like like God of War and 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 Red Dead two. Those games have writing in them. Back in two thousand seven, if you made a sci fi action shooter, you're either Halo or you're trying to be Halo. Mm-hmm. You're not really worried about much else. So when when Mass Effect happened, it was like, holy shit, th- things can th- 
uh, stories are cool. I I, <laughs> I attribute I attribute my love for Mass Effect to be the reason I love like books and sci-fi in general now. Hey yo, it, it's a lot. Um, so Mass Effect One is the king of world building. It goddamn. It so naturally Bold gives plane. you this it it gives you this this galaxy to explore that's like that feels very lived in and thought out but also makes you feel like an outsider which I'll get into why because it fits very it, it's very very good um mm-hmm. and mass effect 2 is the king of like character development and character writing it's all about the characters in that uh, that game and like the as a concept, it's a genius idea, and I love it. And it's the best game of all of them. Um, Mass Effect Three is the third one, and Mass Effect Andromeda is the consequences of EA's actions. I don't think I've ever heard a good thing about Andromeda. Gameplay wise, Mass Effect One is a janky piece of shit held together with duct tape and glue, but it is much more RPG focused, and it tries to be more tactical than like action a shooter mm-hmm. um mass effect 2 trades off a few of those rpg mechanics for much 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 more solid controls and much better shooting it feels really fucking good mass effect 3 trades off even more of the rpg mechanics for a dodge roll and mass effect andromeda trades off like all of the fun to try to make bring back all the rpg mechanics <laughs> and gives oh, you no. a jetpack. Damn. What if you didn't have fun while playing a game? <laughs> I'm gonna look. If you like Mass Effect Andromeda, that's fine. You can enjoy it. I just don't. It's not a Mass Effect game. Oh, it just isn't. It's just they set up all this stuff that I love and 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 cherish, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna deal with that anymore. We're gonna. You could find the explore stuff." Not the places you wanted to explore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, they're, they're, I'm gonna have a few hot takes on a lot of stuff uh, coming up, and uh, if you get mad at me, good. Good. <laughs> Are you challenging the Mass Effect community? Not Marty just Mass Madden. Effect. We're gonna get there. Oh no. Um. So yeah, I mentioned Mass Effect's where when a writer writes a game. Uh, that writer in question is uh, is my best boy, Drew Carpishin. He's credited as the lead writer for Mass Effect 1 and 2, and not 3. Where did he go? Um, I found he has, a, he has a tendency of leaving when it gets bad, which I have the highest appreciation for. Damn. Officially, he just, I don't know, he just quit. But, like, they can't really talk about what actually happens. Um NDAs and stuff, probably. Yeah, but like halfway through the production of Mass Effect Three, he's he just leaves uh, Bioware, and Mass Effect Three feels it. You can tell he's gone, uh, especially the the initial initially released endings. They were awful and barely mattered, and that's just EA trying to get away with not doing anything. Uh, fun fact for the listener: he came back to EA and Bioware. To work on Anthem. A year before Anthem released, he left EA and Bioware again. <laughs> he's like, man, fuck this place. I'm yeah, out. Th- every time that something's going bad, he just leaves and writes a book. Um, and if you've never heard of this man, you've probably still 
played a game or read a story about, that he has done. Um, y'all ever hear of Baldur's Gate 2? Bruh. I have heard of that. Y'all ever hear of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Bruh. That's him. Hey, y'all yeah. ever hear of Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO? That's him. Y'all ever hear of Star Wars Darth Bane trilogy? That's all him. And the Old Republic books? That's all him. He did all of that. I hate Star Wars, so I don't care. But he did do all that, and he's awesome. I've heard a lot of good things about this book, so I just don't give a single shit about Star Wars. <laughs> Bruh. I cannot tell you how I'm like looking back at my own history where I have not consumed any of those particular forms of content, including Mass Effect, but I'm like looking back in history of how it's affected all of my friends mm-hmm. and how they were into all of those things. I'm like, holy shit, he is all around us. <laughs> you can you can attribute a large portion of the the Star Wars extended universe to him directly before Disney killed it, but you know, man. Uh, he also wrote three. After leaving Mass Effect three, he left specifically so he could write a fantasy book trilogy, and he did. And I love them; they're really good. They're called the Chaos Born trilogy by Drew Carpishan. They're very, very good. I like them. Chaos Born. That sounds so familiar. It does sound like Mistborn a little bit. I've talked about the them before. Part. You yeah. have talked. About uh, they're really good. I like them a lot. And his Mass Effect books, really, really good. Turns out, when you get the guy who made Mass Effect to write Mass Effect, he does a really good job. Well, that's crazy. It's almost like it's his fucking baby. It's 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 wild. I have huge respect for the man, though. But enough talking about the background of everything. Let's talk about Mass Effect. Okay. So, Roma. Mm. Lewis knows this now because Lewis started the game. But mm-hmm. with... Your very limited knowledge of the series. You know that it's sci-fi, mm-hmm. and we're all around the Milky Way galaxy with aliens and everything, and inter in, interspecies relations and politics and aliens fighting everything, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How far in the future do you think Mass Effect is? <laughs> I'm going to use my context clues, right? And I'm going to assume that this game came out at some point in my youth and that it's probably because like like star wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far it's like very 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 vague and then like a contemporary like halo is like the 2500s right so what would what is don't tell me it's in like 2030 it's Mass Effect 1 takes place in... Oh, God, my brain isn't working now. My brain just shut off. Uh, Give me... Uno momento. A quick Google. It's either, like, in the the century we're actively in or in the next century we're going to be in. It is... Mass Effect 1 takes place in 2183. Ah! So it's, like, not that far in the future at all. Honestly, though, tracks. I'd be shocked if humans are still around. Timeline-wise, Mass Effect 1 would be our grandchildren, our generation's grandchildren. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, how did we get so futuristic in only 150 years? 130 years now. Um, So, 1969, we went to the moon. In 2069, I think it was 2000. What was it? 2069? Sure. 2069. 
uh, humanity makes a base on the moon, like a full on base. And then we start exploring Mars. Cool. Awesome. Seems kind of realistic so far. Um, you ever see you ever see 2001 A Space Odyssey? Um, actually, I probably did. I think the classic, like the monolith on the moon unlocks all of the knowledge. Um, on Mars, we find humanity finds like a research lab that we soon piece together that oh, something was here researching us. Uh oh. Oopsies. There's also like weirdo coordinates that we can't figure out yet, but it's not that far away. It's only like just past Pluto. So for a while, we, humanity is shooting off rockets and trying to make something like a space station or something that's durable enough and like just tr- trying to get something to be able to go there reliably with people on it. Um, we, I mean, we do. <laughs> we in 21, wait, what is it? 2149, we discover a huge ass space station. Let me give you a picture of what a mass relay is. Lewis knows what a mass relay looks like. I know what a mass relay looks like. I don't. We find one of these guys. It's oh, that's fucking what that's called. <laughs> enormous. Um, and so the first thing we try to do is, oh, what the fuck is this thing? Try to piece it to go take it apart and figure out how it works and everything. And then Basically, mass relays are these giant space stations that were already there. Who knows who put them there? Um, and when you have the proper engines that we had, like the schematics for on that Mars station, you can fly past one of the mass relays, and that shit pings you off to a, another mass relay that is going like light years in seconds. Bruh. Very, very, very fast. So. We use these to start exploring the galaxy, just little by little, because like you can only go from one relay to another. It's hard to go between that because that's dark space. That's scary. Spooky. Spooky. We we start getting colonies and other planets and stuff. Things are going great. Um, eventually, we find one mass relay and we're like, let's try to take this one apart too. Say, figure out how this shit works, uh, because we're like trying to integrate all this technology into ours because like thousands and thousands and thousands of years more advanced than us. Mm-hmm. Turns out that one, that one you can't take apart. That one's illegal to take apart. So the space cops come. <laughs> the space cops. Space cops. <laughs> the space cops being the Turian uh, military. Cheese it. It's the space fuzz. Would it be a scab? Uh, all space cops are bad cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. Who, who knows? Um, and so in classic human fashion and in classic Turian fashion, as we'll find out eventually, um, the first reaction is to finding a new species is to fucking shoot them. (laughs) (laughs) So the first contact war happens in the last three months where throughout all that time, we discover not only we're not, not only are we not the only species in the unit in the galaxy, there's a lot of them and they're all kind of chill with each other at this point, except us. Yeah. So that's 2157 is when we make first contact and the first contact war. Um, so the, the first game takes place in 2183. Yes, 2183. So the setting that you're in in Mass Effect 1 is a setting that is old. It is advanced. And you as a human are not welcome. Mm-mm. 
there not only are humans that I mean, it's only been like 35 years since we've been like doing all this shit and finding aliens for the first time. And now we have to like have embassies and like represent our people on different planets of like home worlds of all these different things. That's like 35 years. That's like a long time, but not that long. Like there are plenty of humans alive that live through the whole thing. If you're like an alien that lives to be a thousand years old, humans just kind of showed the fuck up. And why would I care about these people? You know? And that that's a huge part of why I think Mass Effect's really interesting is like a lot of sci-fi tries to make humans these like oh the human humans are special. Humans are these like I love Halo. Halo lore is great, but humans are the reclaimers. They're the chosen the chosen uh, species to, to to take over the galaxy, etc. Mass Effect's just like yeah, whatever. You're just some guy. I don't fucking care about you. <laughs> But you're literally apes amongst a, a sea of in, intel, hyper intelligent life forms. You, like, bro, you guys only live to 150 years old. That's kind of shitty. You use, like, what, black powder? You <laughs> 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 really uh, look down on. And another part about why I like Mass Effect so much is the technology is so unique. Because, like, you, you take take Star Wars, where you have laser pistols, like, pew, pew, that's cool. Um, we're in Mass Effect. We have these mass relays. They shoot shit really, really, really fucking fast. We don't really know how they do it, but we can kind of emulate it. So, instead of having, like, a gun that shoots a bullet, we're going to have a gun that has a tiny mass relay in it. So, instead of shooting a bullet, it shaves off, like, a couple particles and fires that at like 3% the speed of light. So it, it, it's like stronger than a bullet, but you're taking like tiny particles. I didn't know that's how it worked. Yeah. So the technology advances as the games go on. So in Mass Effect 1, all of the guns overheat, as Lewis is probably annoyed by. Yeah. But that's like, yeah, it takes a lot of energy to shoot off these things really, really fucking fast. But by, there's a two-year gap between one and two, and by Mass Effect Two, it's it's much more standard to have instead of like a gun overheating, which is like that's probably dangerous and like bad for the weapon. By Mass Effect Two, you have weapons that have thermal clips, which are effectively disposable heat sinks. So you reload, but you're not reloading bullets; you're reloading a heat sink. That seems wasteful. It's fucking cool, and I haven't seen anything do that like that, and I like it a lot. I do like that. <sighs> it just seems wasteful. Yeah, but I mean, it it, it it works better than, oh no, my gun overheated too many times, and now it's broken forever. <laughs> Let me just fucking wait for, like, two minutes for my gun to cool down enough to shoot some more bad guys while they're actively shooting at me constantly. Yeah, instead of just reloading. Have you guys watched um, Bravest Warriors? Bravest Warriors! No. I don't know what that is. There is a scene where Catbug is this little ladybug cat creature who talks, uh, is getting sucked back and forth between dimensions. And at one point he comes back with a tray of like brownies or some sort of pastry. Fuck you, Roma. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's like, I can have 
one, one peanut butter peanut square. Butter square. We're not, not doing the cool down. <laughs> so that, oh, okay. <laughs> so that, that was the payoff. It's like, mom said, you can shoot this for X amount of time, but you have to stop and let it cool down. Yeah, that's that's when you when you get the shotgun with the that it shoots once really hard. You have to let it fucking overheat. You can have one shotgun shot, but then you have to let it cool down. It fucking, I have a stroke every goddamn time. It's really annoying, but they make it good. So, Wait. with the world set up, actually, I don't want to set up one more thing. What were you going to say, Lewis? Uh, no, I was just complaining about the gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the major things that we find as we're exploring the galaxy and being shown around that by all the cold alien species that they found something, too. It seems like all of the mass relays eventually point back to this place. I put a picture in the Discord. It is the Citadel. It's a fucking enormous space station in deep space that is like a ring in five like panels fl- like flowing out of the ring. It looks so fucking cool. And it's also where all like the embassies are and a bunch of different aliens are there and shit. <sighs> the Citadel's cool as fuck. It makes sense to uh, put the base of like where all the races meet. If all of the roads lead to Rome, make your base in Rome, essentially. Yeah, especially when you find the space station that's larger than planets that just kind of was there. Not only was it there, but the Citadel is full of bugs, big old insectoid boys called the Keepers. And they were just there when the Citadel was found and they just upkeep everything. I like the keepers. They're cute little dudes. It's like it's just like a a a, a, a social thing that like you don't mess with the keepers because they just clean everything up and fix everything for you. It's also illegal. Don't fuck with the yeah. Keepers. Don't fuck you're with gonna, them. You're gonna you're gonna deal with the law. They're kind of spooky because a lot sometimes the, a lot of Mass Effect lore is dropped really naturally where you can just be passing by people and they'll be talking about really interesting lore shit. It's sometimes really spooky lore shit. Like the keepers have protein vats. They protein eat from what? they eat from protein vats. We're not sure what they put in there to get the protein. Probably rats and stuff, but it could be people. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, um, there's you also get dialogue that's like uh, the engineers talking about how like yeah I was working on this panel that was broken and by the time I went went home and got lunch to, and came back the keeper was already fixed it so it's like people are there to try to fix stuff but the keepers gotta do their job faster and easier it's yeah. cool they just upkeep but, the whole fucking thing and it's like hey just leave those little dudes alone yeah, they, they were here before us who knows they don't speak they um, don't even acknowledge you if you're by them or try what? to speak to them um but the people who do speak are who I want to talk about next, which is the aliens, bro. <laughs> so fucking aliens. I'm going to put two pictures in the discord um, the, the art styles. And st- I just tried to get representations of each of the, of the alien species. Um, art styles are weird because it's hard to find a PNG of an Elcor weirdly, but whatever. Um, so I want you guys to go through and find one that looks interesting and ask me about them. Okay. On the left, we have all of the Citadel races, which are like the, the, the 
the ones that are like brought into the Citadel and have embassies and everything. And on the right, we have the non-Citadel races. I didn't include everything. Humans aren't there for obvious reasons. I didn't include Batarians and stuff, whatever. Listeners, I'm I, I'm doing all I can. Not everything we have war on. Um, I want to know about the little round guy. The Volus? The one with the belly button? <laughs> yeah that's that's a volus so volus are kind of kind of little guys oh, or kind like, of bastards i, fucking I love them. little bastards they're mean to me they're, they're they a lot of the ones you encounter are very mean or very funny <laughs> there's one in mass effect 2 who is notoriously very funny <laughs> because he's very because he's extremely high um volus are confined to their suits they're one of the two species in Mass Effect that have to wear a suit when they're in like common areas because their home planet is full of ammonia and has really high gravity. So their suit puts a bunch of bunch of like atmospheric pressure on them so they don't explode. Jesus Christ. Um, we've never seen one without their suit on. Fun fact. Is there fan art? Uh yeah, there's fan art. There's a there's an expanded universe uh wiki that I saw. That was cool. I don't know anything about it, but it was cool. Pretty cool. Um, you got I don't know, I don't know a ton about the Volus, but we got any other guys? There's a robot man next to um the gray gorilla <laughs> with no mouth. Uh okay, gray gorilla, <laughs> first of all, uh Elcor are very interesting in my opinion uh, i'll get a real picture of an elcor because that one is pretty shitty i'll talk about the elcor and then i'll talk about the person who is not a robot first of all fuck you <laughs> so he's a metal man so he's not metal he loves metal on the left or the right of the elcor on the left yeah he's not metal um but the elcor they look weird as hell, but they're cool. They're chill. They, uh, I just have one little fun fact about them. They can't emote with their voice. So, like, we, it's like explained in, in the universe that everybody has an implanted, uh, like, universal translator. Everybody speaks whatever language that you know, which is like, yeah, it's a video game. Fuck you. But <laughs> Elcor can't make inflections with their voice so they have to say what emotion they're trying to give off before they say it yeah reluctantly excitedly and stuff like that and then and then they say what they're gonna say yeah which i think is just kind of neat i think it's neat yeah when i talk to him he's like yeah our species the, the the embassy guy he's like yeah our species um communicates mostly with like but not, not pheromones, but yeah, pheromones mostly yeah. with sense, and that's how they portray their emotions and inflections and stuff. So when they're speaking the common tongue, that doesn't uh, translate well. So they have to say what they're saying, uh, yeah. the, their emotion behind the words. There, th- th- what seal like really hits this home for me when I was playing the games for the first time. There's, I don't remember when or what game, but there is a time where you see two Elcor talking to each other, and they don't use like the 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 tone indicators. But I think that's really fucking cool because they're just talking to each other. Ooh. Um. 
but the guy you were talking about before that that dude specifically that dude that's Thane Krios, but he is a drill. I will give you a picture. Of, oh no, I have a I have a screenshot. I took a couple screenshots when I was uh, playing through the games earlier, like last week. Thane is one of the coolest motherfuckers in the galaxy, and they have really cool lore too. Here's a picture of Thane talking, making making a quote to something. Oh God, he's um, ugly. He's not. Uh, he's not ugly. Don't say I'm that. So sorry, I didn't mean to offend. He's not. Um, Thane is a drell. Drell are like lizard people. <laughs> Sorry if I offended any lizard people out there. Sorry if any Drell got offended. Drell are very spiritual and shit. And there's a lot of really fucking cool scenes. Like the first time you meet Thane, he, Thane's an assassin and you're recruiting him because he's an assassin. Um, the first time you meet him, he's doing, he's, he's taking out a hit um, and you talk to him immediately after. And you see that when he did the hit, he like after she he killed the person he was killing he immediately started praying to one of the drill gods i don't remember all their names kalahira or something um he was doing a prayer and you you can ask him like hey what was the prayer about and he's like yeah no this bitch is like horribly corrupt i'm not praying for her i'm praying for me (laughs) um he talks about like taking assassinations out as like Drell consider their body and their soul different entities. So when he's doing an assassination hit, he's just the weapon in someone else's hand. That's not actually him being a bad person. Sounds like a cop out, but okay. It it's really good. Um but yeah, the 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 the, the Drell are kind of fucked. Um their home planet, they never really got to space travel too early. So their home planet got really overpopulated and overpolluted, and it just kind of it, it you can't live there anymore. So at one point, the Hanar, which is the guy to the right of the Elcor in that first picture, the big jellyfish tentacle guy, mm-hmm. um, the Hanar are like, "Hey, your planet's fucked. Come to our planet, or you're all gonna die immediately." Which is cool, and the Drell have like the Drell and Hanar have like this mutual like. I, we will forever be in your debt situation. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the drought planet was all almost all desert because they're lizard people. They don't need that much water. Hanar planet, Hanar are like jellyfish people. Their their planet's like all water. So almost all drell that lived on that planet now have a horrible lung disease. Oh, no. fun! Including Thane. It's not a spoiler because like one of the first things you learn about him, he's like Shepard. I'm dying. It's like, bro. Thane's Thane's cool as fuck because in Mass Effect 2, which is when you meet Thane, um, every companion has the recruitment mission and then their loyalty mission. So you, you get them on your team and then you make them loyal to your team. You, you, you deal with their problem. Thane's problem is that he's worried about the path his son is taking in life. And it's really fucking sweet. Oh, he's just I'm a concerned dad. He's, a, he's just a concerned dad. Here, here. Oh, Delph, I have the screenshot. Delph, Delph. He's just a concerned dad. Uh, this is Thane talking to his son, Koliat. And I'll read it for the listener. Koliat, I've taken many bad things out of the world. You're, you're the only good thing I've ever added to it. Aw, bitch. Is this the guy from The Shape of Water? <laughs> No, he can't go in the shape of water. He'll die. He's got a horrible lung disease, Roma. 
Don't be insensitive. Hey, hey, hey. He falls in love with a cool person, okay? He's okay. got Rollins. Wait, it was Rollins? No. I didn't actually see this movie. Don't quote me on anything. It was the, the Yif movie that won a Best Picture or something, right? It's a scaly movie, thank you. Whatever. I don't know terms. Um, oh, you better learn the... No, us furries are, are, are gaining traction. We're hand in hand. <laughs> we, we control the economy. <laughs> Is there any other specific uh, species that you want to know about? Or can I... I, there's a couple that I want to specifically make Go sure I get to. Go for uh, okay. It. So, Asari. Here's the thing about sci-fi. Oh, no, don't worry about it. You don't have to be sorry about anything. Shut the hell. <laughs> Here's the thing about sci-fi. You can look back at, at like, early, like, uh, Star Trek, and you're like, that's a green lady, and she's there because she's attractive. Right? Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. It's like cool but exploitative. Eh. Asari are all beautiful blue ladies. Yeah. I love that. Asari are, are monogender and they all look like they all look like conventionally attractive human women. How do they procreate? This is where it gets interesting. Asari can procreate with anything. Anything? Oh, uh. It's what? not it's not through sex, it's through biotics. So biotics is like it's like Mass Effect's answer to like the Star Wars Force. That's the best way I can sum it up. Uses Mass Effect fields and shit. I'm not gonna get into it. Humans eventually learn how to tap into it. You can get get it through exposure radiation exposure or like implants in your brain to help you. Asari are naturally very good at it. The way they procreate is basically to m- meld their mind with some with someone else, and it's very, it's an extremely intimate situation. It's basically fucking, but like special. Um, Ooh. they can procreate with anything, and it is in like the Asari culture. You should procreate with anything other than another Asari. You can, but you're not furthering the evolution of like the 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 species mm. like we we as a whole gain more if we d- uh spread out our genetic code or some shit you know there's a lot of americans we should say that too <laughs> they're very anti incest in fact <laughs> <laughs> there there are some pure blood asari that you meet um we learn the, the the consequences of that, where they have a much higher chance of of gaining some or of becoming something called an Ardot Yakshi. You got a picture of that? An Ardot Yakshi? Yeah, I can I can give you, you one. Sure about that? Um, you sure about that? Ardot Yakshi are like a sorry, like the boogeyman, and a pure blood has a much higher chance of becoming an Ardot Yakshi instead of melding with the mind of whoever they're they're with. They just eat it. They eat. They eat the brain, basically, just psychically, oh. and then they're dead forever. Beware the Ardak Yachi. And I mean, a, a big part of Mass Effect is that you could romance your squad mates. There is an Ardak Yachi that you can romance with as Shepard, and if you do, you get the big game over. Like you're dead, dead. Oh Bruh. boy. <laughs> I need to, I need to perceive. There's one. I mean, they just look oh. like normal Asari mostly. 
Oh, so you, you you might not even know. Um, for the most part, we learned that there are only three Ardakyakshi in existence or in the galaxy at the moment. But that's Mass Effect 2 spoilers, kinda. Okay. Shout out Samara. Oh. Oh, Samara. Tied back to the other uh, Hyperfix episode. Crashbox. Crashbox. Um, what's the detective lady's name? Oh, uh, 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 Verity. No, Verity. Detective Verity, also known as Billie Eilish's mom. <laughs> Shout out Billie Eilish's mom. Um, only had like two voice acting credits, which are Crashbox and Samara Mass Effect Two and Three. Um, that that person that I linked in the in the Discord channel is Samara's daughter. Not played by Billie Eilish. Not well played. Not played by Billie Eilish's mom. I can give you a picture of Samara. She she's got the deepest cut. This looks exactly like Billie Eilish or something. <laughs> Whoa! If Samara's daughter and Billie Eilish's mom's daughter, I guess Morinth would be Billie Eilish. But what you want I haven't got to the real interesting part about Asari. Isn't it weird that they look just like a conventionally attractive human women? I was wondering about that. I was like, if they're so keen on, and I, like scientifically, if they're so keen on, you know, reproducing with other species, how powerful are their genes to, to consistently look like a conventionally attractive human woman? Oh, I should also mention on that topic, um, whenever they have a child with someone, any any species, the the, the child is always an Asari. Yeah, like that's huh. some powerful dominant genes there. Like I'm not mad about mm-hmm. it. I'm not mad at all. The thing but... is, we learn in Mass Effect 3 that, well, we know earlier that the Asari were the first species to find the Citadel. They were the most technologically advanced species by far. Mm-hmm. Um, they can live to be like a thousand years old. They have special magic powers much more innately than everyone else. That seems like they're cheating. cheating. Mass Effect 3 is the first time you go to their homeworld, Thessia. Turns out they were kind of cheating. Not cheaters. Um, you know how we found our special ancient alien device on Mars? Yeah, the one that said, hey, go there. Yeah, theirs was just in a cave on Thessia. Hacks. Yeah. So they very quickly developed all of the mass relay stuff and all that stuff and started making colonies all over the place. And it's what makes them very adept at having biotic powers, gives them a bunch of brain juice. There is a scene in Mass Effect 2 where you're at a strip club. Um, a lot of the strippers are Asari. Asari tend to do that when they're like 100 years old because they want to explore the universe, etc. Cetera, et cetera. They have like phases to their life cycle. Um, there is a bachelor party happening. And this, is all, this isn't like presented to you. This is just happening in that room. Like this is just dialogue you can hear. There's a bachelor party consisting of a human a turian and a salarian for the listener turians are like they got like bone face plates and like they kind of like bird people but not no wings or no feathers just bones uh exoskeleton shit salarians look more like your your traditional gray alien but they're like taller and have weird shaped chests and big eyes and shit they look really different 
the human of the group is like, yo, this this bachelor party's sick. Isn't it cool that Asari look just like humans? They're hot as fuck. The Turian's like, I don't know what you mean. She looks just like a Turian. Look at look at the spines in her head. And the Salarian's like, she looks just like a fucking Salarian guy. You're weird. So it's like a fa- it's not confirmed, but it's like a fan thing that like they're probably passively using their biotic abilities to manipulate how they are perceived by anything else to look conventionally attractive to whoever is looking at them. Which like, this is just campy sci-fi. You could have just made them blue women, hot blue women. Mm. haha, just like Star Trek and shit. But no, there's like fucking reasons for it. in like, in like cultural, they ramifications. have a uh, advantage for procreating. Yeah, they're pretty much the dominant alien species. It's fucking cool. It's like little details like that, especially because it's not presented directly to you. It's just there. It's cool as fuck. I'm. I love it. I love it. I dig. I love that. Um. So, I mean. From that, we can kind of assume that, like, male shepherd and female shepherd might be into women, both of them, because they both see Asari like that. Who knows? Um, hmm. And in in the books, and every, like, obviously, the comic books, you're seeing someone's like drawn perspective, but in every book, every time the Asaris are, I guess, Asari is plural, every time they're brought up, like the first time you they the the book has to describe what an Asari looks 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 like, they're always described as beautiful. Doesn't matter who is describing them. Mm. It's I like fucking that. cool. Man, That's shout out my guy Grayson. Woo. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I'm uh I'm curious of how life was like before they encountered other intelligent life in the universe there had to be a lot more of those um yeah just running around eating people's brains probably i mean they they got like uh i think at some point samara talks about how there used to be like like folk tales and like horror stories about them like like a witch in the forest type thing Mm-hmm. But even then, that like Samara herself is uh, like six hundred years old. So even she remembers uh, like meeting all of the new alien species and shit. The oldest uh, Asari that you meet is uh, Ma- Matriarch Matriarch Benezia. I don't know if that's the right title, Benezia, and she's nearly a thousand years old. The right title uh, for when they're in that phase of life is matriarch. Yeah, matriarch. I know because I I, I just got the person on my team who uh, their mom is a matriarch, and they're yeah. like, I'm nothing like them. That's Liara. Liara's great. We love Liara. You know, I said purebloods have a much higher chance to become an Ardak Yakshi. Yeah, Li- Liara's a pureblood. Both oh she, my she god, got, she got two moms. Oh my god. She, she's not an Yakshi though yet. I don't think that lore was in the game in Mass Effect 1. <laughs> a lot of the stuff wasn't in yet in Mass Effect 1. Like, Drell aren't in Mass Effect 1 and shit. I don't remember if Vorcha are. Vorcha are cool. If if you look at the, the two pictures I put in the in the thing, um, mm-hmm. 
all the way to the right on the second picture is a Vorcha. They're they're little gremlin guys. They're freakazoids. They have hyperactive, like hyper hyperactive meta- metabolic systems. They can only live to like max twenty years old. They talk like goblins, and their skin and cells regenerate incredibly fast. Jesus Christ! That it's like your species maximum lifespan has a large effect on how you approach situations like salarians tend to be very very quick like quick with their thoughts and and their speech and they they go through situations as fast as they can because they can only live to be like 40 years old it's like relative time Mm -hmm. whereas an asari is very calm and very, very deliberate with everything that they do because they can live to be a thousand years old. This is this isn't shit to them. This is a drop in the bucket in a t- in the scheme of time. Yeah. Um, quarians are cool. Quarians um are the reason that it's illegal to make AI because they made they're like, hey, let's make robots do all the work for us, and they made the Geth, and the Geth are like, I don't want to do this anymore. And the Quarians lost their home planet and have to live forever in a fleet of spaceships. I don't know why they can't just colonize a new planet, but... Because their their home planet was very special. On... Uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? I, I should know this. I, Rannoch. On Rannoch, their home planet. Insect life on Rannoch never evolved. There are no insects on Rannoch. Their immune system is really, really weak. They, their entire space fleet that they all live on has to be sterilized and they have to be in suits. So no matter where they go, they have to be in a suit. And it's, it's sad as fuck. And they just want their home planet back because it's like the only place that they can take their suit off. And even then, they've been away from their home planet for so long. If they were able to go back on Rannoch and take their suit off, they would still get very, very ill for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a way for them to acclimate to the rest of the galaxy, though. If like if they can it, go home for a little while, they they can't go home because the Geth are all there, and they're yeah, the Geth yeah. are like the Geth are like, hey, we tried to have self uh, thoughts about ourselves, and you guys hated us for it, so we're gonna shoot you now. Ah, uh, rightly so. Geth are cool as fuck. You meet a, you can like actually speak to a Geth for the first time in Mass Effect Two. And they, they, it's like one geth we can see is considered a mobile platform. And the one that we talk to is like, yeah, there's like 11,000 geth in this platform. And we all make decisions together. They're cool as hell. They seem like fucking dickwads. They are in one and two, but you know, they're their own people. The fuck current AI, but I mean, if they're if they're if they're if they're real ass guys, then they're real ass guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem is when they find gods. Excuse me. Uh, how much of the Reapers do you know about so far, Lewis? Uh, zero, none, nada, not a damn. You they, even they heard a thing? The, they killed the Br- Prometheans. True. Um, so the 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 research site that we found on on Mars and a bunch of other research sites that everyone else found, and the Citadel and the mass relays, everyone's like the Protheans built those. 
they were an empire 50,000 years ago and they just kind of disappeared. And we don't really know what happened to them, but probably Reapers. I don't know how much of how much into that I want to get, but feels like you're entering spoilerville. I'll say one thing. In Mass Effect 3, if you have the DLC, which it's DLC for some reason, shouldn't be, you get a Prothean squad mate. I thought they're dead. There's one left. <laughs> and you know what? You can talk to him about it. <laughs> okay. And my favorite part about that whole bit is, I mean, you could be like, hey, so what was like your technology and everything like? And he's like, I, I don't fucking know. I was a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know jack shit. I was fighting. I, I don't know how. How do you think a cell phone works, bro? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I just used it. <laughs> I don't know shit about it. It's my favorite thing. Like everybody in the crew expects him to be a super advanced, intelligent guy, and he's just some guy. <laughs> he's not some guy. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be disrespectful to him. I love him, but Don't it's not him. what people expected, and that's what I appreciate. Whew. You know, I feel like people do the same shit to me at my job. Yeah. They just assume that I'm there, that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, me too. But that, I feel like that's the same thing in my life. I'm just doing my best. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just trying to coast. That, that, you know what? That can be your best. That can be your best if you want it to be. I just um, don't want the feeling of disappointment. <laughs> Is there any is there any is there any questions? Any questions, comments, and questions? Um no, you go first. No, you oh, oh, I was gonna ask a dumbass question. Ask your dumb question. Um now I forgot. Now the spotlight's on me. Oh no. Um, 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 um Oh, I can I can I can sideline it for a second because I found a, a screenshot I took of a, a a quote I like from Samara. Varys um, like Samara, my beloved. Because yeah, I said like yeah, sorry, very common collected because they lived for a thousand fucking years. Uh, here's a quote of talking to Samara, and she says, "If three humans are in a room, there will be six opinions." I like your species, and I'm curious to see what you'll do next. I I'm simultaneously flattered and offended. <laughs> She's right though. She's a hundred percent right. She's People great. really like talking to, about themselves and like shoving their opinions out there, even if their own opinions contradict themselves. Samara's an Asari Justicar, so she's like dedicated her life to a warrior code thing. And she's like, during that, went to like research other warriors and other species. So she's able to compare, like when we ask her about it, she compares it to uh, uh, like a knight of, knight of honor or a samurai. And it's like, yo, you learned about Earth history. That's cool as fuck. You're talking about samurais now? Hell yeah. Bitch, you a samurai? Bitch, you you stylish. Black just big t-shirt, Billie Eilish. Thank you, Billie I was Eilish. about to do that. <laughs> Billie Eilish's mom. You know, Samara. Um, do you, did, you, did you think of your question? 
Fuck, I had it again and I forgot. <laughs> no! Louis, do you have your question? No, as soon as uh, Romo was like, no, you go, it was gone. So uh, that's why I deflected. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I have a question. Yes. I I will preface this, but I that I am, in fact, learning a lot about the Mass Effect universe, but I still will ask my dumbass questions. Do it. So who's your favorite ship? My favorite ship? Yeah. All right, listener, if if you're listening um, and you know Mass Effect, I'm not going to go for a sentient ship. All right. Woo. Uh, I mean, it's got to be the Normandy SR2. Yeah. What? Hold on. What? <laughs> what? No. That was not oh. Like, oh. No. oh, I thought you meant like like characters. I thought you were talking about spaceship because no. look at this thing. Yeah, Normandy SR2. Oh it's got black and orange, <laughs> and you get a, you oh get you God. get an AI best bestie on that ship named Edie, and she's sweet. <laughs> I didn't realize you were talking about relationship. Who do you romance? I need um, to know. I personally think um that canonically shepherd romances liara because because it's really good it's good writing she appears in all three of the games if you don't get her killed and i don't think you can get her killed before three i remember um and it can continue the storyline afterwards and say that shepherd had children and they're a sorry so it doesn't matter what gender you pick for shepherd wait so which Shepard, do you play as? I think, I, I mean, I switch between the two a lot. Okay. It's mostly just um, which voice acting people like more, and I think a lot of people like fem- female Shepard's voice acting better okay, than male. Okay, but who do you like? I pick up both. The last playthrough I did, it was Fem Shep. Okay, and then so you, you wait? Did you say Samara was the ship or Liara? Liara, Shepard, and Liara. Okay, okay, okay. I can okay. give you a picture of Liara. All right, now I got you. Uh, so what your ship says about you, um, if oh. you if you ship male ship with Liara, you're not a monster fucker, but you think human women are just a bit too boring to bother with. But with fem ship, like you did last time, uh, it's the same as male ship, but you also like lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is off of a Reddit post I found. Um, from Apple Kicker three years ago in the R slash Mass Effect. (laughs) An interesting thing that they do in Mass Effect 3, I think they start it in 2, but it it culminates into 3. If you don't romance either Garrus or Tally, they get together, and I think that's really cute because they're two squad mates that are with you through since 1, and they're great. And, like, Quarry, uh, science time... Quarians and Turians have different amino acids that like are their building blocks for for life than the rest of us. So we can eat cheeseburgers. They can't eat cheeseburgers. That'll make them real fucking sick. So they 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 eat different food, but they can eat the same food. So there's like a there's like a there's like a mutual connection there between Quarians and Turians. Hell yeah. I like it. Lewis, who do you ship? Who do you ship, Lewis? Um uh, honestly, I don't feel like I know anyone enough. I can tell you who my favorite like companion is so far. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't remember her the 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 race that lives on the flotilla. The Corians. The Corians. She's the one who's on my team. I love her so. She baby. 
and what's, I her, did. what's her name? Tally. Tally Zora Naraya. She you is are... sweet. Okay, now who are you playing as, Lewis? Femship or male ship? I didn't get a chance to pick. <laughs> what do you mean you get a chance to pick? pick? So every time I play a game that lets me pick a gender, what I do is I pick uh, a, a guy first and try to make me to see see how well I can do. I always do bad, but I always want to see how close I can get to looking like me. And then I go towards the the female. Um, uh, you know, a funny little tee hee ha ha strange thing about Mass Effect is there's no like, are you sure? No, menu. no. <laughs> so if you just click anything, like accidentally clicking X to continue, uh, you're just stuck with that decision. Oh, okay, no. so we'll just so. But if you if you were able to pick, you you would pick femship. Most likely, I hate uh, male ships' uh, voice so goddamn much. Okay, um, I want him to stop talking, but God, is he the main character? <laughs> oh my goodness, they didn't write anything for Tally in this one, but is for it for femship, Mass Effect One? It or just is it just the whole series? Okay. But for the male ship, uh, it says you're a sucker for characters who are beautiful cinnamon rolls. Too good for this galaxy. Too true, pure. true, true, true. Growing up, I was always a big fan of Tally. As I've aged, I'm like, Liara is a good choice. But Tally's very sweet. Absolutely. I can tell you I definitely hate Ashley. We all hate Ashley. Don't worry, you don't have to deal with her for long. Does she get killed? Please tell me yes. I'm not going to tell you anything more Please than that. Please tell me yes. I hate her. Wow. She's a xenophobe, Roma. She is, she's actively racist. As soon as you have any other alien companions on your ship in Mass Effect 1, she starts complaining that they're taking over the place. She's awful. You Okay, fine. Um, But... This isn't a spoiler to say, because the tagline, like the selling point of Mass Effect 2, is the entire thing is building up to a suicide mission. Like, we are going into this thing, and there's a very high chance none of us are coming back. That's like the, the thing. And it's built, it's, it's built and written like a heist story, and that's the coolest shit for me. I love that a lot. Especially because Drew Carpishin, his most recent book, is a heist. So it's like he obviously was really interested in that as a story. Uh, and Mass Effect 2 is the best game. And so, as I mentioned, there's the there's the recruitment missions and loyalty missions. And there's like a bunch of different upgrades you can get for your ship in that game and everything. And if you don't do loyalty missions, and if you don't upgrade your ship in the right way, people in the, in your squad will fucking die forever. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool concept-wise. As a kid, I was like, yo, you can import your save from the first game into the second game if you, like, saved this character, did this, or, like, met this person. That's cool. They'll recognize you. And then importing your save from two to three is like, it remembers who I killed! (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Because I think everyone's first playthrough of Mass Effect 2, you you forget something, and you get a couple people killed. And some of it's like the worst where they like, oh, no, on your way to the mission, your ship got hit and this section of the ship got vacuumed. That person's gone forever now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not going to see him in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> <laughs> and there is only one character in Mass Effect 2 that I will not cry over. Fuck you, Zaid. I've never liked you. 
Aroma, who do you ship just from the information you gathered? Wait, I have a picture. Give me a picture. Who do you ship out of this picture? Out of this lineup? Oh my god, there's so many people! This is like a fan-made compilation of all of the uh, all of the possible squad mates. Man, fuck you, Ashley. Honestly, yeah, she's there. Honestly. Miranda looks pretty. Miranda is genetically designed to look pretty. Well, <laughs> oh I guess god, the right thing. Oh god. Uh, so. Uh, I'm sorry, Rome. I wanted to cut you off because I'm mad about something again. <laughs> <laughs> so when when Mass Effect Two came out, it was 2011. That's my best explanation for this. Um, when Legendary Edition came out, they fixed some stuff. One of the things being. Hey, when Miranda is like talking about how she's like horribly traumatized by her father, like specifically des- like designing her and ma- trying to make her as beautiful as possible, that's really weird and she doesn't want that or for a twin sister. We probably shouldn't have the camera like directly staring at her ass. <laughs> and the weirdos on Steam started calling legendary edition PC edition as like not computer oh, but pc edition i hate that because it's so it they're obviously trying to be super politically correct by not having a gratuitous ass shot during a trauma scene <laughs> gotta love those neck beards <sighs> gotta love the listeners at home don't go to the steam like review like comment section worst mistake of my life <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, Roma, who who do you ship on the screen? Garrus. Garrus. Garrus is a good choice. There isn't a Garrus in male ship. It's not complete, but for the fem ship. Uh, I don't know if you can. I don't remember. I don't I mean, know if Garrus is gay. You you know that I, that's for a second there. I was like, well, why can't I? Why isn't everybody bisexual? And I was like, wait, no, I can't expect everybody to be bisexual. Especially in 2011 video game, they're not gonna do that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It, um, it's pouring outside. Is it? Yeah. I can't hear it. It's so peaceful. I'll sleep to it. Um, but Femship on this r slash Mass Effect Reddit post uh, for Garrus says, you're a sucker for characters who are beautiful cinnamon rolls. Too good for this galaxy. <laughs> you're, and you're a monster fucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, Garrus, I'll calibrate your weapon any day, brother. Whoo! Any day. At, at one point in in three, he's like, "Yeah, this is weird. We're like all tensed, and I, I can't like relieve stress like I normally do, like the Turian way. We're like when I was in the Turian military, uh, before a big mission, we just get into a, like a like a boxing ring and we just fight each other. Uh, and this one time, I fought this lady for three rounds. We both passed out the same time. So later that night, we had a rematch. <laughs> oh my hey, uh- god." It was like she like she had she had lanky arms, so she had she had the 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 reach and I had the stamina. And then he's like later that night I had the reach and she had the stamina. Oh my god. It's like Karis, gosh. Oh my god. Please don't say So stop you're telling talking. me I made a good choice. You made a good choice. Garris is Garris is the best. He's got reach. I need, I'm gonna show this to Tony and find out which one his is. You should. Um, uh, I want to talk about the Krogan. 
Does Krogan are cool? And I think that's a good thing to stop my rant. Krogan are the big frog guys. Rex on, on either side of this picture, you got Rex and you got Grunt. Krogan are huge, like eight foot tall, 400 pound warrior dudes, big, big boys. Like about a thousand years ago ish, the, the, the Turians and the Salarians and the Citadel as a whole were having this big problem where there was these monster alien insect monsters called the Rachni. Rachni showed up and they started to take over everything, kill everyone. It became a huge problem. So the Salarians were like, hey, we know these huge frog warriors who value themselves only on how strong their enemy is. Let's just get a bunch of those guys and have them win the war for us. And they did. And it was cool. <laughs> and it was it was fine um, until it was over. And they're like, hey, these guys reproduce really fucking fast. And they're scary. So we, as Salarians a thousand years ago, because we're so freaking cool and we are, we are masters of science and we because we can, uh, we're going to genocide them. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna give them a horrible disease that makes it so only one in every a thousand birds is alive and it's like uh, that's not cool dude yeah no yeah krogan's have been dealing with that for a thousand years uh some dialogue i had with rex about that he's like this one in a thousand births are are successful but even mm-hmm. more of them don't even make it to birth it's like oh my god they essentially sterilize the entire species y'all um in two you meet someone who is who like directly worked is working on that virus he's cool <laughs> but yeah, Rex is old enough that he was around during the Rachni Wars. He fought in the Rachni Wars. That's where he got the scar on his face. That dude old as hell. Uh, I think at one point, an Asari says that Rex is probably the oldest person in the galaxy. Which is cool. That is pretty cool, but also like AO. Rex is a badass motherfucker. Um, Krogans are... So, I mentioned that Krogans value themselves culturally by how strong their enemies are so on their home planet they were like as like as they're evolving they were just killing fucking everything and once they became the apex predator on their planet who else is a strong enemy but each other bro nuclear war (laughs) yeah but that was like a long fucking time ago. And even now they've evolved to deal with their nuclear radiation wasteland planet. Krogans have four lungs, two hearts, four balls that they refer to as their quads and oh a redundant God. nervous system in case their nervous system breaks. They're ultimate survivalist warrior machines and every one of them you meet is either a absolute bastard or the coolest motherfucker ever oh no what uh our internet just or our electricity just did a little thing i have a power Uh-oh. surge protector on my pc so my my audio won't go away but our internet potentially could drop out all right we should wrap this up then uh how long have we been recording for uh, i mean with the breaks probably been like an hour 15 um okay uh, you've been uh actively let loose for an hour and 11 minutes 
it I can keep going. I can keep punching. You know what? If we disappear and we leave this Discord, just keep um, going. You could either A keep going or A or B keep going and then close out the episode or A or C keep going and wait for us to come back. <laughs> Re A. <laughs> <laughs> so you have options. Uh you just send me a message on Discord and let me know my phone will get. It. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to fight through the storm because I, I'm looking at this list of all the possible squad mates and I'm like, I want to talk about all of them individually. Kasumi, d- d- little like a ninja lady, edgy looking, but she's really fucking sweet and she's a thief, but she values every single thing that she steals. And she had she had a boyfriend for a long time and he died on one of her missions and he she like keeps a bunch of stuff that reminded her of him. And it's really fucking cute. I love it. Um <laughs> That's adorable. Also depressing. It's really sad, but she's awesome. I love Kasumi. She's a little fucking rascal. Uh, I can talk about the one backstory that I hate. Okay. That I actively hate, aside from Zaid, but he's written, so I would hate him. He's, he's written to be a, an asshole. Um, Jacob, the, the center, center guy, your, your, your first human companion in Mass Effect 2. So writing in 2011 wasn't still wasn't great. Jacob's backstory as uh, the only black black character that you could have as a squad mate. He's got daddy issues. He's got an abandoned uh, oh, father boy. who abandoned him. Ooh, let's let, let's. Uh, I Jacob, can relate to that. Jacob's, but it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Us uh, minorities have it rough already, but like, it's just a big stereotype about it. But there's there's more details and like, oh, they he's like crashed on a planet and shit. But it's like, it like boils down to yeah, Jacob is the only black guy, and his father abandoned him, and you meet his father, and he's not sorry. It's like, come on. But that's the only that is probably the only L that Mass Effect takes. There could be more, but I'm not thinking of them. Oh, giving Edie a, 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 a super sexy body because we're Mass Effect 3 and we have to be we have to sell this many copies or EA will shut down Bioware. That pissed me off, but it's fine. Whatever. And whatever. I think that's it. Legion's the best. Tally's the best. Liara's the best. Jack is awesome. I think you 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 both would like Jack a lot. I'll just show you what she looks like and you can you can draw your conclusions from there. Here's the picture. Uh, Thane's the best. Garrus is the best. Edie's fine. Oh, wait, Caden's wait, wait. Fine. Who'd you just draw? Jack. Uh, I'm in love. I could show you what she looks like, like her post time skip outfit, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where she becomes basically a mom. Milfed up. I won't get into specifics about it, but. I gotta find that 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 picture is fine. Sure, it's not great pictures for all these characters. Somehow, milfed up, bruh. She gets milfed up. Bam. Uh, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, no, this is just like I'm. I'm just still looking at the picture of all the squad mates, and it's like, yeah, this is just my family. I I I live here. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I've been here for the past two weeks, and many years ago, I was stuck here. Help me. Help me. Are you sure you want to be free? Oh, I should mention uh, one other thing. One last thing before we can end it. 
and I will I will talk about this as spoiler free as possible. If you know Mass Effect, you know the Mass Effect three endings sucked ass. Yeah, That's what I heard. Yup, they got better because they actually finished them after the game released. That was shitty. Um, they're fine now. There's a fan theory that makes a lot more stuff make sense. It's called indoctrination theory. I'm not going to get into the specifics of how it works. All I'm going to say is I like it. It's cool. It's interesting. I appreciate someone making this. But if it is what they intended to be true, we wouldn't need a like a, a, a 10 page Google document explaining how it works. You know what I mean? OK, I, I like. I don't think it's canon. <laughs> A lot of people like diehard think it's real and canon and it's what they intended the whole time. And like, that's why the ending was shitty in the first place. No, EA just sucks. Bruh. EA just fucking sucks. And we got proof of that through Andromeda. Andromeda's fine. Whatever. EA Sports. Give us your money. Give us your money or I'll kill your, 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 your studio. Rest in peace, Titanfall. That's it. I gotta stop myself or I'm gonna keep going forever. Go for it. I mean, I guess if you want to. Do you want me to keep going? I could keep going. I'm. I'm, I can talk about Uh, the books. (laughs) I mean, look, I'm. I. I, I'm. I'm Gucci. I'm Fendi. I'm Prada. Uh, How are you doing, Louis? You got questions? I've been asking them. Yeah. Any more? Uh. Yeah. Are you gonna keep going or not? Do you want me to? You gonna keep going or not? How many times are you gonna ask? I'm self conscious. Um. Okay. The books I've read, Revelation, and I am. I have read and am currently rereading Retribution. Revelation. Cap. Or Anderson's backstory. Awesome. Kaylee Sanders. Awesome. Lover. Uh. Lewis, you know, you know this motherfucker. You know Saren. I know Saren. Saren's backstory is in that book too. You know, every time Anderson mentions, yeah, I met Saren before. Yeah. Talking about that book is good as hell. I remember when this motherfucker fucked up my chance to get into the the, the elite guard. He he stopped me from becoming a specter and almost killed my wife, my kind of wife. Well, they didn't go into that. Yeah, they don't talk about Kaylee until three. It's uh, I'll, I'll get there. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Um, Retribution. Talk about Paul Grayson and his autistic daughter and uh, him struggling with the elusive man putting putting robots in his brain. That book, fucking awesome. Excuse I love that book me. A lot. Wait, wait, you gotta you gotta go back a little bit. Huh? You said my favorite word. Autism. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. There's a couple characters in Mass Effect. A couple human characters that are like openly and like blatantly autistic a lot of the time it's there's only a couple but one is kind of yikes that's in uh, mass effect 3 dlc no mass effect 2 dlc called project overlord where he's like very very on the spectrum where he has savant syndrome and it struggles to hold conversations and Mm -hmm. his brother tries to use him as in like as like a computer person and uh because he could somehow speak the language that the geth speak because he's really good at math it's kind of weird i'm not a big fan of how they did it 
uh, and his brother tortures him and almost kills him. Oh, fun. Oh it's not good. I don't, I don't really like Project Overlord a lot. It's got cool lore implications, but their handling of the character. I th- I'm pretty sure his name's David. I don't remember. It's some generic white guy name. It's not great. But Paul Grayson is just a guy. Um, there's a space station called Omega, and it's like the crime hub. It's like it's like anti the Citadel, where there's no laws except for Arya. Don't fuck with Arya. I'll show you Arya Talok because she's hot. She's like the the major crime boss. But okay. we love crime. That book just follows paul grayson and he's just like yeah this human extremist group like indoctrinated me at one point and they're still fucking with me and they don't want me to be alive because i know their secrets but now i have a daughter and she's really sweet and i have to protect my daughter but ooh, drugs are good but they're bad Uh oh oops a daisy Uh and it ends really sad no uh it ends well like a it's so frustrating. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> well, because so Drew Carpishin, lead writer of Mass Effect 1 and 2, author of the the three good books. There's other books they're not as good. There's Deception that is actively bad. But Drew Carpishin wrote those books. In those books he introduced characters like Kaylee Sanders and Paul Grayson and uh, the, the the even the gang troop that it, like he he like gets himself part of the talons and Kai Lang and he like expands a lot on the elusive man and stuff and then he's not there for Mass Effect three and three is where all of those characters show up so it's all of his babies just taken from him it's so frustrating you don't need those babies because <sighs> Kai Lang. I don't know. This might be a me thing, but Kai Lang seems so much more interesting in the book than he is in Mass Effect 3, where he's just edgy, scary cyborg man. Cyborg ninja guy. Uh, it could have been better. It could have been a lot better. And it's like not even bad, but it's like he didn't do it. And he it's his it's his fucking child. I see I, I hear a lot of good things and a lot of shortcomings of the series. It's the kind of thing where I wouldn't be this passionate about the series as a whole if it wasn't good. But I, I, I'm, I, but it has made me so passionate about it that I can see the things that are they could be so good, but they're not. It's like, ugh. Ah. <laughs> give Jacob an actual story. Let him be a fucking character. Let give him be a story. If you get if he shows up in Mass Effect 3, he's just like, yeah, I uh protect these people on this station now, and uh I'm dating this lady. And that's all the characterization he gets from there. <laughs> so give him something. You can at least try. Didn't. Mass Effect 3 is like I said, it's the third one. <laughs> Mass Effect 3, you know, that one. Gameplay's fun. Uh, the, the, the Citadel deal, Mass Effect Three Citadel, the DLC, um, that made me irrationally angry. They wrote every single character like it was a fucking Avengers movie. Everybody, it's like 
this is the last Mass Effect 3 DLC. This is the last time we're going to see these characters bring everyone back and make them do one-liners constantly. By the way, it's have you have you watched Face Off? We're going to make Master Commander Shepard have a clone, and they're going to fight the clone, and then they're going to do all this. It's so stupid. <laughs> I got so mad. Jesus Christ. I got so mad. And I was talking to my friends about it. And they're like, I thought it was fine. It was kind of cool. They were. Liara to Sony should not be spouting out one liners. She's an awkward archaeologist girl. Fucking Rex just showed up. Like, it doesn't even matter. You're just doing something and Rex drops through the ceiling and shoots someone. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's it's they turned what I loved into fucking keys that they jingle in front of me and expect me to giggle. Just, uh, Rex said it, Rex references quads. Aha, funny meme. Remember Damako? Damako sucked. We should be haha funny about that. Ha ha, And I made this comparison to my friends, and I think I'm going to leave it on this. Um, Mass Effect 3, The Citadel, is, was, uh, that was our warning of the Reapers. That was, yes. that was our galactic warning, and nobody, nobody, nobody took it seriously. They just let them make Andromeda. We just let them do it. We weren't prepared. Now we have now we have PB. I don't want PB. Ah! Why don't you tell me more about PB? I'll give you a picture of PB, and then I'm done. I can't keep talking. My mouth hurts. No, not your mouth. Why is she purplish? I thought they were all blue. That's her. That's her jacket. Wait, who? The one? That one's Arya. This one's PB. Okay. Okay. The purple, I mean, they're, they can be t- they're like skin oh, color, kind of purple. Shades. It's also kind of the lighting. But yeah, PB, that's PB. She, she looks she, grumpy. She's quirky. She's not like other Asari. She oh. has a full name, but she shortened it to PB, so it's faster. I'm not like other Asari. I'm quirky. I'm the poster girl. I, you're making me hate this character. You should. I hate her. <laughs> do it hate do her. it hater uh let's go to let's go to let's make this huge galaxy of things that are really cool and interesting and unique and then let's just take it to a different fucking galaxy get rid of all the unique parts and make it generic as fuck also who cares about logic why, 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 why would we care oh the krogan left the Krogan went with the the the, the Andromeda Initiative, but that but they still have the Genophage. How are they gonna like have a colony? How are they gonna have children? They don't have anything. They're just gonna die out in Andromeda. Who cares? It's whatever. Fuck it. It's fine. Oh, That's we're baby's fault. <laughs> remember, remember, remember Halo Four. Remember when everyone liked the new enemies in Halo Four? Let's just rip those off but make them greener. Yeah, let's do that. Whoa, Remnant. <laughs> I feel some anim- animosity. They killed my baby. <laughs> How could they do this to me? It's like you didn't have to be a Mass Effect game. Didn't have to be. There's not even a cover button. 
you know how you press the, the the center button to take cover in Mass Effect 1 and 2 and 3? That's not a button. You just walk up to cover and hope it works. That's what happens in the first game. At least what I'm experiencing. But and like so I click the middle button, I just put out yeah. pull out my guns or put them put them away. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we're getting if we have if we have boost dashes and double jumps and jetpacks and floating, why do we have cover still? Why is it still there? Because because the game is called Mass Effect. And there oh look, there is an Asari, even though that's not that's not what Asari act like in at all. Like that's that they have nothing to do with anything, Asari, and they Turians have nothing to do with anything. You could just reskin all of the characters in Mass Effect Andromeda to any other generic sci-fi piece of shit and it would work. I'm I have to stop. I'm just I'm just angry now. <laughs> oh no. I'm done. Angie. I'm done. Mass Effect is a unique little baby. Apparently there's gonna be a fifth game that I hate calling Mass Effect 5 because there hasn't been a four. And Adronoma is the fourth one. Yeah, but it's not called for, but people are calling the new one Mass Effect 5. Uh, it's like it wouldn't even work timeline-wise because Andromeda is 600 years in the future because it took 600 years for the Andromeda initiative to get there. What what place is the fifth one going to take in? Apparently we're back. Um here I can find the poster for it. It's interesting. Um where Lewis, I don't know if it's a spoiler for you, but the Geth aren't really the main enemy for the whole series. <laughs> I don't expect them to be spoiled. I've been um, spoiled. But yeah, here's the poster for Mass Effect Five. There's like a really short trailer where we see Liara get out of a, a spaceship, and this is the poster where it's like a crater with the spaceship, and the crater kind of looks like a Geth head, which is kind of interesting. So like, we may have something to do with the Geth again. I think the biggest problem with Mass Effect <laughs> is that they tried to make it like all of your choices matter. Because now they can't, they can't, they've, they've written themselves into a corner where there are three huge things that, hugely different things that you could do at the end of Mass Effect 3 that change the galaxy as a whole. And they did Andromeda because they didn't want to pick one of those to be canon because they're like, because people were worried that their choices wouldn't matter. And now they're, they're worried to go back to that timeline because no matter what they do, people's choices will be impacted. Yeah? You good? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I, I guess, like, in the Elder Scrolls timeline, like, it's supposed to be, like, your choices matter and shit, and yeah. it all follows through through the game. But whenever you go to the next game in the Elder Scroll, <laughs> Scrolls series, uh, they're like, yeah, your choices are cool for you, but this is what canonically happened. Yeah, and that's what they should do. But the problem is that the first three games sold themselves on the idea that your choices matter. That was like their selling point. And like, <sighs> it's the problem. Fun fact, the, 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 the entirety of the plot of Mass Effect 3 was clearly not how it was supposed to go drew carpishan i will credit this entirely to him because it had to be him he i like he can't publicly say it but come on um when you recruit tally in mass effect 2 she is on a planet where 
like the sun is doing damage to your shields. Like you have to stay in constant shade because the sun is so strong. She's with the, her group of Quarians and they're investigating this sun because it's going, it's, it seems like it's going supernova and it's not that old of a sun. And it's giving off like a lot of dark energy and dark matter. That's really fucking weird. And we want to figure out why this is happening. Why? None of that ever comes up again. Not a single piece of that comes up. So everyone's like, that's like, that had to have something to do with the plot of Mass Effect 3 initially, like in, in his initial plans, but it just never, they just didn't fucking bother. Yeah, it's just like what they did with the Star Wars franchise, like selling it to Disney. Like things mattered before, and then they're like, yeah, whatever, who fucking cares? Yeah, both of those franchises deleted Drew Carpishin. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same guy. <laughs> yes, Lewis, is what I fucking said. <laughs> no, but like, I'm so glad that you pointed that out because it's the same guy that they're deleting. Drew, we need you. No, I hope he I hope he retires and I hope he has a great life. He's only 50 years old and Wikipedia says he's retired. And like that dude's gotta have plenty of money. I'm so I'm happy for him. I, I hope he I hope he I hope he has fun. I hope he enjoys himself. He's done a lot for everyone. You've done enough. You've done enough. You can rest. Was I a good boy? No. You were the best. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, okay. I've said it several times now. I'm actively going to stop myself. I'm done. <laughs> this time for real, for real. This time for real. I can't do just more like without doing spoilers. It's my fault. I just kept asking questions. No, I. It's my fault. <laughs> I, w- I was enjoying myself. Is there any questions, class? Uh, well, I do have yes. a few questions for you. A little cool Hit down, me. if you will. Please, I need um, to cool down. <laughs> so this this hyperfixation started with you in your youth, and now at your current age, years later, um, it has rained its beautiful head again with the seven dollar price tag and has sucked yeah. you in. Um, is this going to be? Do you feel like this is going to be one of those things that that just stay with you for the rest of your life? Or I think I don't want to say sunk cost fallacy, but I think I'm too far in to ever forget a lot of the things that I've learned and a lot of the the experiences I've had. I remember as a kid just like walking around the Citadel and just having a good time and seeing seeing different fucking people talk to each other and like learning shit and reading the codex and shit. I remember I'm not going to talk about specific characters dying, but like any of your squad mates in Mass Effect 2 can die. And I remember my first playthrough and watching those people die. I'll just say it. Fucking my first time I played through Mass Effect 2, Garrus died. And I was so upset. I was so fucking sad. <laughs> you didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. It's my fault. But it's like stuff like that. I don't think I'm ever going to forget that shit. That shit. It's so it's so nice. And I mean, I've said it before. Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was attacked on piece of garbage. But I had really good memories in that. Um, one time, this this moment will never leave my mind. All of me, uh, my two fr- our two friends, and my stepbrother were all playing together, and he's a big Krogan fan, and 
we all just picked a, a Krogan character. And I don't remember how it started, but we just started just like cornering him and just doing the melee headbutt and just yelling, get shell shocked, brother. And we were losing our fucking minds. It was the funniest moment I've ever experienced. That's so beautiful. That gives me so much Holy joy. Shit. Those moments that you never get back that will stick with you forever. I don't remember the context at all, but it was just shell-shocked it's still a joke it's still like an inside joke oh my goodness and has <sighs> mass effect itself like you said yourself that it, it has become part of like your taste in media mm-hmm. um so would you also say that it has become a part of your writing style if you will or like with actual plays or role plays or uh, anything of that matter like has mass effect have a a looming hand in how you proceed with your storytelling. I mean, you're going to write what you read, right? At, at some level, all art yeah. is just a creative amalgam of past experiences put into a different form. But I actually want this is going to be a weird answer. I wish it did more. You know, I want to mm. I want to I want <laughs> I want to live his life. I want to <laughs> learn how Drew Carpishin works. I want to be him. <laughs> <laughs> like every time i play through mass effect 2 like it was only recently i realized because it's like you have to build up your your group you have to get all the experts from all around the galaxy and go raid this alien ship and only recently i realized it's just a heist this is oceans 11 and it's In like space. once i realized it's like that's the coolest shit ever bro oh my god space oceans 11 so yeah you like during the final mission, you like send like, oh, we need a tech tech expert to open these doors for us. All right, Kasumi, go get it. Or like, oh, we need a leader to, to ground up these civilians and get it back to the ship. Zaid, leave, please. I don't want to deal with you. Oh, God. <laughs> please, Zaid, anything to get to get you away he, from me. Hey, he brought them all back. There were no casualties and I didn't have to listen to him talk. Sick. Oh, <sighs> man. Um. And now, uh, if you, is there any advice that you would give to somebody like me who has never played this game before? How, how, what is the, the one crucial piece of advice you would give to me when I, if I were to begin this Mass Effect journey? Incredibly important. And it's going to be, it's going to, I don't know if it's going to sound shitty or I don't know if it's going to be discouraging. I hope it's not at all. You have to play the first one first. Even if you don't care about the choice, like you import your save, you meet all these people, even if you don't care, I know it's it's a horribly clunky mess, but once you play two or three, you will never be able to go back and play one again because it will be unplayable for your hands. You have to go in with the first one so that you can realize how blessed you are with the next two games' controls. <laughs> and if you go in with the blessing, you'll you'll think of Mass Effect 1 as a curse. Bruh. Bruh. And if you don't want to play the games, you can read the books. The books are great. Drew Carpenter's a wonderful writer. He, he writes action like I've never seen anyone, anyone write action before. Beautiful. Don't have to... I don't know if I have any more questions. Lewis, do you have any questions? Uh, I know I've told you to actively avoid spoilers since I'm currently going through it. What's one thing, one spoiler thing that you really wanted to talk about? Uh, uh, the, uh, 
I was actually going to do this with, and I, I decided not to, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to oh, talk no. about it. I'm just going to put a couple pictures into, uh, into the, the discord channel. You, you, you two can react to them as you want. I'm going to drop three pictures that are pretty spoilery. Are you going to spoiler them in discord? I can. Yeah, I should. Okay. Uh, just for just first so one? that sh- oh i know one one funny spoiler thing i could say uh i can't believe mass uh, commander shepherd's last moments in mass effect 3 are spent in london <laughs> <laughs> british the last scene in mass effect 3 is in london <laughs> i don't know what any of these pictures mean but the one with garris is great the one with garris is great um, um, what the fuck am I looking at in that last picture? Uh, for the listeners who aren't going to enter the, the Discord for what you should join Discord, um, that is Mass Effect 3 Leviathan. Those are the Leviathan. All right. That's all I'll say about that. That's all. That, that, that's, that's all, folks. Holy shit. I have learned a great deal today. Lewis, for scale on that picture, um, the little thing in the middle is a huge mech. What? Yeah. Is it like Iron Giant level mech? No, it's like, I'd say it's like a, it's like a bus. Like a Gundam? Like a bus. That's still huge. It's like a diving mech, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to stop. Rip me away. We are done. No more. You're All cut right, off. Kingdom. Where can people find you on the internet? I have my Twitter attack on Kingdom T A C H Y One Kingdom. Um, I put a, I put a, I've made two TikToks. One of them is Mass Effect related. Um, I'm pretty sure my TikTok is the same. It should be Tachyon Kingdom T A C H Y One Kingdom. No, it is Kingdom Tachyon. Why did I do that? I don't know, but yeah, personal reason. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> yeah, do that. Business. Look at that. And uh, read the Chaosborn trilogy. I actually did look it up. It is not in um, graphic audio, and I'm heartbroken. Graphic audio, fix that. That, that. That's that's the saddest thing about it. Um, it did not get they they did not get the credit they deserve. There is no audio book, and I don't think the sales were that good. But the books are good. You so should, should read we, them if you can. Should we fan fan? Fan make the make the the audio book. I thought about it. Uh... <laughs> I like the fixation on official fan dubbing. I like audiobooks. I like audiobooks. I have all three of them over there. I can see them. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. You still have the the, the folded folded up paper note the bookmarks that I put in them in high school. Peekaboo. Anyway, that's my plug. Lewis. I'm Lewis. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Selbor Seul, S-E-L-B-O-R-S-I-U-L. You can find me uh, most places at that tag. It's, it's it's just my it's my name backwards. I'm Lewis Robles. Selbor Seul. Roma. Selbor Seul. What about you? Where, 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 oh, you where can find me in a lot of places on the internet, honestly. Where the fuck are um, you? Ah, well... 
sheesh unfortunately twitter's still alive and you can find me on twitter.com forward slash i appreciate your butt that is i a p p r e c i the number eight your butt uh where i actually don't tweet as much as i used to i should tweet more um and you can also find this podcast as a whole on there as well at the hyperfix pod uh tiktok as well and for personal and for podcasts i don't post on my personal as much i should though um uh and then you know what i we got three out of four people here we could probably just do the credits as as now as here now i can plug moonshot because i i I would just be plugging myself again if i did the other one oh my god uh thank you to moonshot pods on twitter moonshot network uh moonshot on 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 twitch uh for hosting the podcast and being 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 cool 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 bunch love you do i do a thing can i plug jakey yeah you can plug Jakey. If you want to find our other host who unfortunately was sick and couldn't be here today, uh, you can find him at Mr. Jakey Poo on the Twitter and I think on the TikTok, but I don't know if he wants if they want me to plug that. So maybe find them there. Thank you to Kingdom for editing this episode. Oh, this was gonna be a doozy. Oh, what's it gonna be like listening to your own voice for a long period of time, huh? Bad. You can you can tweet at Kingdom about this uh editing experience and how you feel about the episodes. Don't tweet me, tweet Kingdom at Tachyon Kingdom or Twitter.com forward slash Tachyon Kingdom. Or you can tell me, um, Lewis, and then I'll I'll pass along. Yeah, honestly, if you have problems with this episode, tell Lewis about it. Please tell do. About it. I'll I'll be the show's HR if you guys want me to. I don't care. <laughs> But also, you're. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got slapped by a fucking truck remembering the HR for eating Roma's ass. Um, <laughs> no one, no, we will not explain this. This will not be explained. I just want to let you know, Lewis, directly. I remembered it. Um, I was manager, not HR. Man, hiring manager. That was the tag you had when I like reached out and met you all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know you as. Um, and then uh, go to our Patreon. Oh yes, we have patrons. That's it. Patron. (laughs) No, no, you got to plug off. We their intro and outro music is thanks to Offuscate. That is O F U S K A T E. They're wonderful. They're amazing. And I'm doing my damnedest to get them on this pod. Actually, um, this needs to happen. So, Ryan, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> Ryan, if you're not listening, we're still coming for you. <laughs> we're still coming for you. You missed Can't your stop missed us. your notice. <laughs> <laughs> this was um, your warning. Your warning. Uh, but also, we have a Patreon. If you want to make this podcast do more things for an extended period of time, if you're one of the 508 people that pitched uh an episode concept to us and you want to have your chance it's going to take us like 10 years to get through the whole list as it is now so give us money and we'll keep going and we'll eventually get there are you fucking Um, shitting me that's way larger than the last time it's 508 now oh i'm gonna Um, fucking throw up oh my god um and so you can find our patreon at patreon.com forward slash the hyperfixation yes um, where we currently have some lovely patrons who 
um, deserve shout outs and be told that we love them. Um, and our first one is Flo. Woo! Woo! Thank you, Flo. Thank you. And then we got Ken. Yes! Yeah! Hey, it's Ken. Give Woo! Ken a little give Ken a little kiss in the Discord if they're cool with it. Um, Becky Scott Fairley. Woo, 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 woo! We love you. The Becky. And Ver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my we boy. We love you, Ver. Hi, Ver. The baby. Um, so thank you. We love you. You make this podcast go round. And I think that's all of the plugs. Podcast go right round when you go round when you go down. So remember, everyone, be safe. Don't die. Drink your water. And if you would join me in a prayer, Kalahira, mistress of inscrutable depths, I ask forgiveness. Kalahira, whose waves wear down stone and sand. Kalahira, wash the sins away from these ones and set them on a distant shore of the infinite spirit. Kalahira, these ones' hearts are pure, but beset by wickedness and contention. Guide these ones to the where, to where the traveler never tires, the lover never leaves, and the hungry, hungry never starve. Guide these ones, Kalahira, and they will be a companion as they were to me. Jesus. And that'll make some people out there cry. Oh no, I was compelled to go, amen. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. The bottom oh. of this page where this quote is listed says, uh, this prayer wrenched tears from otherwise hardcore gamers. <laughs> Bruh. And I'll stop recording that. Hello, <laughs> this is Clem Bianchi. I'm a courier, delivering mail and space, one package at a time. If you're hearing this message, I need some help. I'm trying to deliver a package to a guy on Pluto. Says his name is Gorge Flummox. If anyone knows a Gorge Flummox on Pluto, please let him know I've been trying to reach him about his box of Lunarian cheese. I know the box is full of cheese because for the last few weeks, I've started hearing things when I touch my cargo. When I pick up a letter or a package, I hear conversations and sometimes even see things tied to whoever the mail is for or from. I call it the letter opener. It's yanked me into some real situations. A haunted house, a pizza delivery drag race, and even a revolution to take a city back from the bigwigs who keep its hoverboard sports engine humming. You can hear all about it on Additional Postage Required, a bi-weekly audio drama on the Moonshot Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you know Gorge, Please tell him to give me a call. I think his cheese is starting to move around in the box.